What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria, and I am back with another episode of the V-List Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, it has been a crazy, I would say, past couple of days, but, you know, here we are. Uh, it's the end of March, so thank you for being patient for this episode. Um, still talking about our series, Impact Over Influence, but this particular episode is more or less just a conversation between a really good friend of mine, Orlando Dixon, and myself um, around the black male psyche. And what prompted this conversation was a series of events that occurred uh, over the weekend um, that had a pretty major, pretty significant impact on me. Um, Yeah, good and bad, I guess you could say. But uh, as a result of these events, you know, I've been just kind of processing a lot of things, a lot of emotions and, and healing and trying to move past some some feelings that I've been having. And I'm so grateful for my support system in my village and my friends. Like, I really do have a dope support system and I really do have great friends who not only offer support and love in, to me, but they offer space to me. They offer advice to me. Um, support, love, all everything that you could think of that a friend group or support system should provide, they do. And I'm super grateful to all of them. Um, they hold space. They allow me to vent. They listen. And then they also provide context and perspective when necessary. And so a part of this conversation that you're going to hear Um, It's just that, you know, I was sharing some thoughts and some feelings with Orlando um, because he, you know, was aware of the events that occurred that had a major impact on me. And he began to, you know, shed some light about, you know, the the root of why sometimes these types of events occur and where it stems from. And ultimately, it has a lot to do with the black male psyche. And so me being a black woman, obviously, I don't really have as much insight about this topic in terms of experiencing it. But again, I'm grateful to have enlightened friends who do have insightful information around a plethora of topics. And so, yeah, you're going to hear our conversation uh, around the black male psyche and his take on it. And um, it's pretty long, but it's really interesting. So Happy listening and thanks for tuning in. Okay, Lando. What are we talking about? Yes, we're talking about the black male psyche. Why are you talking like that? First of all? <laughs> I feel like I'm thinking it's ASMR. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We're talking about the black male psyche. Okay. As you can hear, (laughs) we're sitting on a bed. It's weird. (laughs) That's how those things work. They do. They do be sounding like that. We were talking talking about. Okay, you were telling me a situation where. Someone um, like a associate of yours, um, who happened to be a, a brother, um, came up and was, you know saw your apartment and everything. She lives in a really nice space um, in, in the city, and um, he made the comment like, "Oh, you, you know, it's just well, you got what he say?" Well, he was just like, "I love to see you know." A sister doing well for herself, you know, you got a nice little space, you know, it's decorated nice and set up nice and, you know, you got it going on. And I, and I was just confused as to, like, I mean, thank you, okay, I take it as a compliment, I guess, but I'm just confused as to why that is surprising. Well, first off, when you first told me the story, your reaction was, nigga, I'm not 12. I'm not 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Exactly. Like what? Like, what do you expect? Yeah. I'm a grown ass woman. I hope that I have a nice place to live in at this mm-hmm. stage in my life. And you said, if "What I, am I supposed to be?" Because I'm single. I'm supposed right. to be like plumbing it. And yes. I was like, "Yeah, probably in his mind. Like those are the types of experiences he's had, maybe once or twice, or maybe often." And he believes that every woman 
every black woman is probably in that same space or not Which really. I find hard to believe. Me too. Because there are so many women who are, hell, these days black women are out, the, we're more educated, we're the most educated group, and mm-hmm. we are also out earning mm-hmm. a lot of people. Now granted, there's the whole you know equal pay thing for women mm. still but we are we're we're higher we're earning more money than we have before mm. so that's why i'm confused as to why it's so surprising that yeah i'm a 37 year old woman i hope that i with a career with a career not a job and i and i hope that i can provide a nice place for myself to live without the help of a man mm-hmm that doesn't mean I don't need or want a man to contribute to my situation, but damn it, am I supposed to sit around waiting? Like, and just live in a shack or live poorly until somebody else can come along and, and, and do this for me? Like, is that what these women are doing? Is that what men expect women to do? It's the fact that he was like, I love to see this. It's like, yes, yeah, again, it's a compliment. It's like, but it was the... Um, it was like underhanded. The way that it was delivered. Yeah, it yeah. was like kind of underhanded. It's like, oh, look at you doing well for yourself. And it's like, well, of course. <laughs> what, what, why wouldn't I be? Why wouldn't I? Why is it that's not your experience? You know what I mean? You don't meet women who are doing well for themselves. You know, they have nicely decorated places and, you know, have two-bedroom apartments. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, little do a, you know, I just left a home. A home. A whole fucking a house. Twenty five hundred square like, foot. What home. are you talking about? That's my other thing. And so I, I feel like I kind of down. And I'm not to downplay anything or anybody's situation, but I feel like, like, I yes, I like my place, but this is definitely a downgrade. Yeah. For me. It's is from this how I feel about it. I mean, I, whatever. But this how I feel about it. There's so much trauma that has been that has been in, kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Embedded or that is happened? Yeah, happened. What happened? to the black male psyche? Oh my god! And yes. there's so much conditioning and mm. programming, mm. specifically for us. Talk about it. We are programmed to fear the system. Mm understand and accept that we are being targeted by the system Mm. and also turn our brains off when it comes to what women want Mm. what they say how they feel like we're literally programmed to turn those things off Mm. not give it any like real Credence or credibility, any equity, any weight. And I feel that. Like, right now, this conversation around, I don't know if you saw the clip of Quavo and Saweetie in the I elevator. I but I wasn't, I didn't read, like, any background. Yeah, so what was going on there? Basically, I guess I was just trying to, like, get the bag, you know. Was um, she trying to fight somebody? No, okay. Let me, let me. I saw the clip, but I'm, I wasn't sure why she was fighting to get in the elevator. I think she was trying to leave the elevator. Oh. Yeah. Because I was about to pull it up. So, so you was holding her it. hostage? Not holding her hostage, but <clears throat> more so. Not letting her leave. Not, yeah, there was. It looked like they was both reaching for a bag, but he he pulled her back in. Yeah, he did. He most look, definitely look, did. Look, he pulled her back in. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. There's no. So I thought she was trying to fight somebody or something. No. Mm. He literally pulled her back in to yeah. try to get whatever this bag is. Wow. Okay, yeah. He literally pulled her back in. He literally yanked her back in. And there are people in here that's like, I didn't see him do nothing. They was fighting over back. What is... This is this is also why we're talking about this. Is mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about a bunch of different shit. People are fucking weird. Yes, they are. Like, they are. I, the majority of the people that exist right now <laughs> in the are. world are they have, fucking they have weird. They really weird and a, We're living in a very weird thought. time. They, they are. And we're living in a weird time because before, people were always fucking weird. But you didn't know it. 
because you weren't on the internet. The internet didn't, didn't exist. Expose it. it didn't expose mm-hmm. it. We're living in the era of exposure. Everything mm-hmm. that has been done in the dark it's is literally dark. coming to light when it comes to politics, when it comes to how these businesses do things, when it comes to what they believe in. Did you just see Delta just say they support the new voter suppression laws in Georgia? Delta Airlines just came out and said we support the new and improved is it the same people that last year, weren't they just talking about Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. Weren't they just talking about it? Mm. Weren't they just talking about it? I don't have anything to contribute to that because I have not read that statement from them. And I I need to understand what the, I don't even know what the new voter suppression laws are um, in Georgia. Context is important. Context yeah, is right. important. So that's why I'm not going to provide any context because I have none. My arm hurts. <laughs> Them COVID the, shot. We got the COVID. We got shot. the COVID vaccine. I got the Derna. <laughs> I got the Pfizer. Pfizer. <laughs> Pfizer. <laughs> but um, yes. But you know, speaking of weird times, the yeah. new laws. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't know all of the the things is because there's so many different layers in these bills that people don't understand. Like it's pages and pages and pages to really understand. Like this thing not only affects the voters, but it affects. It could be affecting like. The time you're standing on the street during, um, and how far away from like it, it can affect those things. But specifically, there's stuff in there that like you can't get food or drink to people who are online now. So if it's like a two-hour wait and people need to get food or drink, they can literally shut down the place. I think, or you can get like fined or arrested. People who are or in line. Yeah, people who are in line, you cannot get food or drink to people in line. With the, if they're waiting to vote. If they're waiting to vote. And down in Georgia. They were just down there in November waiting in line for five, six hours. And that was what was getting them to stay in the line. Yeah. Was that people were giving them food and drink. Mm. Oh, so they're basically taking away the provisions and the yes, make it, make it easier. Yes, absentee ballot, absentee voting is going to be more difficult as well. I think there's a stipulation. Um, in the why is our voting system is so freaking antiquated and outdated? I don't understand why. And that was the why the black lady anyway. ended up um, the representative. Um, you ain't seen the representative um, that was um, Park. Is it stand with Park? Oh, okay. Um, the, um, yes, when she was knocking on the... Yeah, that was because uh, he was signing the bill at that time. And he usually they do it open for him. Mm-hmm. They do it open to the public or mm-hmm. open to the, I guess, at least the general assembly. I don't know if I'm right. using the right words. But of the, of the people that's there, but they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He had his door up. Close, and she wanted to see it, see it. and that was why. And they're gonna charge her with obstruction of it. They charge her with a felony. That's the other thing. They're making all these things felonies. If you if you but violate they make none these of the things, capital okay. If you violate these things, they will make the, these 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 are felonies. They'll be on your record, and then you can't vote because you have a, a felony. Like, I I mean, I'm not being funny, but I really feel like we're just moving closer and closer and closer to the Hunger Games. Okay, like. Everybody is figuring out which district they want to be in because that's what your district you're going to be fighting in. You better get your people together. You better get your guns and ammunition and stuff together. Well, Georgia, definitely all them black folks down there, down there better be getting this shit together. All them black folks down in Florida better be getting this shit together. Huh. All them, because that's where this stuff is. I mean, and why wouldn't it? The history of these particular areas is very clear. Very clear. And so it doesn't make sense to me. It's a very, it's very interesting to me that in the last, what, 20 years, you've seen this migration of black folks go from the north to the south when literally, literally not even 100 years ago, everybody was literally trying to get from down there. Everybody that was black was trying to get from down there. Yeah. So the fact that they are going back, pushing their way, yeah, because it's a that ploy. It's a ploy. That's why gentrification is 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 very real. It's yeah. it's literally a tool that is being used to drive black people out of spaces that they don't want you in. No, of course. So that you can say I need to go somewhere less expensive. You know what? I need to move down south. I'm go back down to the south. Because I can get a whole this, and that's alluring to us. Yes. We're living in an era again well, but then where people it... are can, people can literally be bought off. I mean, and again, this has always been the case. If you look at if you look at uh, what was the movie we watched the other day, Judas and the Black Messiah. If you look at mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, what was that movie with Janelle Monae? 
um, uh, Annabelle. Anna, Annadale, Annabelle. whatever. <laughs> Annabelle, that's the doll. Annabella. He <laughs> <laughs> Annandale. That's in Virginia. That's up the street. Oh, Anna, Anna, Annabella. Annabella, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, but there was a black guy that was that was um, you know um, selling out other black folks. Mm-hmm. If you look at Harriet Tubman, that mm-hmm. whole story. There was a, so it's always been niggas always been impressed by money and always been able to be bought off. And but, that's a part of the black male psyche. So I was a part of the my, conditioning. I was it's, it's to win. Mm. It's to win. Mm. It's this idea that or like I'm still feel winning. Feel like they're winning. Yes, because you're not I'm, really. You're really not winning. You're not winning. You're still under. You're, you're still, still exactly where I am. Yes. You just think you're literally. You, you feel like two you steps got a ahead leg of me. Up yeah. Or, but it, but you don't realize that it's actually not. holding you back. It's literally holding you back. And that happens. Black men do that. You are absolutely because right. Because it's programming. They do think that about with it. relationships. They do that with women. They do that with jobs. They do that because they they'll end up choosing what they think is the better option when really it's like you don't because listen that that's, not, that that's, that's why the, these these that's why it's easier if I can control I mean and my mom has been saying this for years like and, and the church speculates this and all this other stuff mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not necessarily into their religious views on it but I do believe that the idea the idea that if they how do I want to say this I do believe that there has been a plan that's been put in place a very strategic plan that's been put in place to control the mind and program the mind of the black man mm. so that he's not his allegiance is not always to his people his people mm-hmm. I believe that if I can if I can plan a little bit of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, that that I agree with uh, that uh, because the whole Christianity is like the 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 form of Christianity that we know is like that. It was sold to us as a dream, mm-hmm. as a this is gonna be your savior. This is gonna be your your way out, your way up. Doubt. That was the word. If I can sow a little bit of doubt in his mind, then I can control him. Hmm. And so I create a system. I create a system that is targeting him. Hmm. I uh, years of trauma and beating and being raped. Hmm. So I make masculinity Hmm. toxic. toxic. Mm-hmm. Tainted. I tainted. Mm-hmm. You know, and then so of then course I and I hypermasculine. So they become hypermasculine because and they I, are trying to correct years. the damage that's yes. been done. Yes, mm-hmm. that's stuff that people don't talk about when they talk about slavery and when they talk about, oh, um, yeah. um, uh, at least in my in my experience, like I don't hear that that very specific mm-hmm. instance of black men being raped. Yeah. As a way to to like be punished or to, yeah. to you know you know what I mean like that was a, a regular thing. Well, they, it was just as yeah it was just as it was just as popular as lynching. And it was just uh, they raped both of them. Yeah, they raped the women. They raped the men. It was a way of like yes, it was just as like you said prevalent as raping mm-hmm. or prevalent as lynching. Um, but it was called buck breaking. It was a way to break down the black man and yeah. demasculate yeah. him and to make him feel like less than a human. Yes, um, <clears throat> and. So yeah, I believe absolutely that those those uh, traumas. And then I also you asked me what the, that those two things feed into the doubt, and then that, then I also invalidate women as a whole, but especially your women. Black you know, women. Mm-hmm. I invalidate the women, but I especially invalidate the black women, and I program you to think. So it starts with the, um, the it's the the masculinity. I create, I create a space where that's challenged, that's a system that's holding you down so you never feel like you really have a savior and not even your own women can really save you because mm-hmm. they're, they're not, you know, valid in this world that we're building that's based on patriarchy, that's based on manhood, that's based on if you are working and you have and you provide, 
then you are successful. Mm-hmm. Pull yourself up, and then I start telling you. Then I start telling you these bullshit things like pull yourself up by your bootstraps mm-hmm. and the American dream. Right? I start telling you all of that shit. You go and you fight for the country for a few years. You come back. Some rights and some things get changed. Some people die. Y'all going to die. You know what I mean? But I control your mind. So you don't I think- control that, that. And this becomes toxic because now as you're experiencing even more trauma because the system isn't set up to help you succeed because there's all these other variables, right? Now I'm lashing out. Mm. I'm lashing out, right? I'm taking my trauma out. I'm projecting my trauma. Mm-hmm. And every opportunity I see for myself to get a leg up, I'm doing what I got to do to win. Mm. So I move through the world thinking, I got to hustle. Yeah, I got to win, man. Mm. I got to win. And win what? Like, what are you fighting? What are you... I mean, well, you're fighting the system, but... Yeah. I got to win. So you don't think, though, that... Partnership is never discussed in that, yeah. right? Equity is never discussed in that, right? My kingship, hmm. understanding my kingship and being able to hold my, being able to make room for the queendom, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of my partner. None of those things are talked about. Mm. Well, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm trying to ask. Like, you don't think that as time progresses that we are, that the tables are starting to turn a bit? Because I feel like... Maybe maybe the psyche of the male of the black male hasn't been hasn't changed much, but maybe because the maybe because the the times and the, the psyche of the black woman has evolved, you would think that the psyche of the black male would evolve as well. Why? Like, I don't know why. I mean, why cause and effect? Like, doesn't science even tell you that women mature faster than men? Yeah. So why would you expect that? Because you're evolving at the pace of light speed. That I, I too can evolve at the pace of light speed, even mm. though I, my mind might move like a turtle. And every time that I try to sharpen my mind, there's the system and the doubt and mm-hmm. the this and the blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's getting in my way. So I can't have a moment of self-realization. I can't have a moment where, uh, to practice empathy. Mm. And so I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. In spaces with other women, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's, that's, I didn't even think about it in a scientific manner. Because I have a hard time digesting how any man raised by their mama can disrespect another woman to to a degree that because I'm just like that's yeah. that could be somebody's mother. Yeah. Like how would you feel if or, you was eight years old seeing somebody like but that yeah doesn't even or that could be anymore. your daughter. Do- yeah, doesn't but none of those things exactly because it fa- cause- the, the again the fam- this is what my mom was telling me it's like the family unit the nucleus has been attacked especially yes. for black people. Oh yeah. Absolutely, yeah. She was like, when I was growing up, it was the nucleus was your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, and your cousins, and your auntie. Mm-hmm. Then when y'all was coming up, it turned into the mother, the father, and the two kids and the dog. Mm-hmm. Now, and so now. The single parent family is the nucleus. And I feel like hmm. you have, you have to, like I was saying, my thoughts are kind of all over the place. But I'm thinking like, I'm thinking about the fact that from, I don't, I don't even, let's just start from the baby boomers. But there was even before then, but from baby boomers on, like, is where you start seeing this trend of, you know, young parenting. Mm -hmm. People becoming parents young. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when you are not in a space where you are, again, self-realized, the conditions around you make you, you know, move through the world different and have to parent different. I mean, I'm just speaking specifically to that era. If we start there, if we just start right there, like 
the way that black people was raising their kids is different than the way they was that they're raising them now, right? Oh yeah. And the amount of abuse that you saw in the house and mm-hmm. in families mm-hmm. and then that you know what I mean like that was it was normalized to kind of cover that stuff up and not say anything about it mm-hmm. right so that's and again I'm not saying that it that that was when it happened that was the inception of when those things right, happened I'm just, just I'm just I'm just giving a marker for the context right. of this conversation <clears throat> let's start there right you know because we could go further back mm-hmm. but let's just start there right and all because all of that is a culmination and a result of or a byproduct of all the trauma that happened 50 years before mm-hmm. you know 100 years before mm-hmm. 200 years before that mm-hmm. um so you have this space where the parenting you know is is influenced by the times mm-hmm. you know what i mean you have a lot of abuse and mm-hmm. a lot of you know not just child abuse but domestic abuse yeah that's happening, which creates even more trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are our, if we're talking about the 50s, those are our, probably our, our grandparents. Our grandparents mm-hmm. are raising our our, 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 our parents are growing up in these homes. These homes. Our parents have us. They mm-hmm. transfer that trauma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if no one is ever having real open conversations or being becoming self-realized or becoming self-realized then there's no way to pivot and there's no Mm -hmm. way to course correct yeah and so i i um i i i get i i can i can see why it has has happened i think in this particular era that it's exacerbated Mm. Because yeah. we're in a social era, we're in the digital age, mm, and, and we're in the social era. We're yeah. in the digital age, and we're in the social era. Mm-hmm. Like social media rules everything. It, does. it controls how we get information it does. and what we believe is true or not, right? And it As, and what's 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 jacked up about that though is that it's a facade. It's it's doing more damage to our psyche. But and, that's the point. And the black male psyche. That's the point. Then, yeah. It's, it's not. to create more trauma. The yeah. point is to create more trauma, to keep, see more y'all get killed. For us to see this whole George Floyd thing play out the way it is playing and then mm-hmm. come up and say, you know, we will prove that he did not die from a, ne- a foot on his neck. He died from natural causes. You are going to sit here and make this a spectacle and tell us mm-hmm. that what we all watched was not real and confirmed was not real. Was not real? Mm-hmm. You're going to sit here in front of every the entire world. And mm-hmm. yes. Yes. The white supremacist powers that exist are going to do that. Mm-hmm. And, we fall and, it's into all, it. and we fall into it. It's all to, to continue to control our minds. To make us believe that we don't matter. Right? Mm-hmm. We... We that this we're less than, we're less we're than the system is. Do you remember that conversation with um that 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 clip of Nikki Giovanni and and oh, James Baldwin? This yeah. is what she's talking about. This is what she was talking she's about. She's like, then, yeah. you know, because he's like going on and on about like when I get in the world and the world, the white man's doing this but and blah 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 blah. And, and she's like, me. yeah, but then why can't you come home and pretend with me? Right. Why do I have, have to, to get bear, bear the burden? Yeah. and that's so real. That's so real because it's it is still and happening in so many psyche, ways. We're telling ourselves, like, I can't, you know, I gotta hold it together. I can't really do some of us, not all of us. Some people, mm-hmm. some, you know, again. Some people have done because we're living in the because we're living in an age where things are exacerbated and where this is a different generation. Some people don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? They're not going along to get along. But a lot of us are going along to get along. You know what I mean? And so when we get these small wins, like buying a home or having our own or, you know, being able to travel the way we want to, we look at that as like, I'm, you know, successful. I, I, mm-hmm. There's some... Instead of it just being normal. You know what I mean? the way of life. Right. And so then you have all those things coupled together with, you know, maybe... A particular experience I'm having with a particular group of women. I mean, a particular group, I should say, specifically women, specifically black women. I mean, again, we talk about the male psyche. So I'm just putting all, I'm just piecing all these. It's mm-hmm. all over the place. But I'm just piecing all these together to show you how fucking distorted it is. <laughs> 
That it is. Because I'm out here trying to win. I'm out here trying to beat the system. Not trying to do what my daddy did. Not trying to do what my granddaddy did. Not trying to be like whatever. But then you're doing it worse. You know what I mean? But I'm th- and, and thinking I'm moving in this way. You know what I mean? Jacked up. But I'm also not. I'm, I'm not programmed to listen to women. I'm not programmed to believe women. And we still love. I y'all. believe that I have. And we still the right for y'all. To, to 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 holler at this girl and say, "Hey, a girl in the turquoise suit with the fat ass." I think that that's my right to say that because of what she's wearing. I'm mm-hmm. programmed to believe that what well, she wearing it. She must. That must be what she want. Mm-hmm. And I'm never being challenged to think higher. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> so you know, there's so, a but so there's a second w- part to this though, like which is probably for a whole nother episode. But like just the dynamic between the black male psyche and the black woman's the black women psyche. Yeah, like like female psyche. Here's like, the thing, I we I was just talking to my um homegirl about this. We similarly navigate racism, discrimination, prejudice, respectability politics, microaggressions. Like we similarly mm-hmm. that we move through those things together in a, in a similar way. Yeah, we experience them. Yeah. yeah. We have to navigate Parallel. Them. Uh-huh. But I do not ever have to deal with misogyny or sexism. Hmm. On top of those things mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I never have to I never have to do that. Black women have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's facts. And that's where that... Well, I guess that's one so element of... Y'all the, psyche is, is sharpened in a different type of way because y'all have a completely different experience and a different vantage point. And we are literally programmed to shut ourselves off and not validate that your experience is real. I've definitely felt that. We are literally, we are literally programmed to go, she must have done something to deserve that. Mm. That's what people are saying about this video. She must have done something. I need all the yeah. facts first. They are, she must and I have hate done that. something to be yanked yes. back into the fucking elevator. But it's even, oh my God. This yes. is why I say people are weird. Yes. Y'all have normalized abuse because you come from abusive homes. Y'all watched your mama and your daddy fight like that. Mm-hmm. And so y'all think that that is normal. Mm-hmm. And I say y'all because I never grew up seeing no shit like that. Mm-mm. Not in my household. I've witnessed it as a part of my family nucleus. Like, Yeah, uh, I can say, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but no. No, not, not in, in my, my house. house. I didn't no. grow up with it. So no. when I saw it in someone else's house, I was like... Damn, this shit is rough. It is rough. I, I have no idea, like, what my cousins or whatever, you know, what yeah. might, might be going through in that situation. <sighs> but I also don't move through the world thinking that if a woman is leaving out of the elevator, I have the right to yank her the fuck back in and throw her on the floor. Because she could have hit her head. She mm-hmm. could have fucking hit her head and then really hurt herself. What would you have done then? Mm-hmm. Man. Stuff like that. So do is... you think that there's a way? Well, how do we help fix, if there is any fixing, the male, the black male psyche? Like, I feel like that's that's something that women do a lot, too, is we try to fix. Yeah. We try to correct. My homegirl try... said the plight of black. She said, I feel like what black women do is we... Um, we heal mm-hmm. and we help and we heal. But we end up shitting mm-hmm. on. But she I'm, said, I'm I dealing never with feel, that. She said, I never feel protected. She's I'm like, dealing with that right now. I fucking put myself out there to help and to heal and I am being trampled. Mm-hmm. My heart's being trampled. My feelings. And it's like, oh, thanks. You're great, but I'm gonna head this way. Like, yeah. But that's what we do. That's what we do. And even in this conversation, it's like, what can we do to fix it? What can we do to reverse it? And it's not going to, I know it's not going to happen overnight, but like, how do we start? For me, what that looks like is 
more more of us as brothers holding each other accountable. I was talking to somebody last so that night about that, either. about holding men, black men holding each other accountable, and because he was saying, um, the guy I was talking to, he was saying that he he was like that's the problem that he has is that black men don't gather and get together the way that women real, do and have yeah. real conversations that are that are either a space for them to to vent so it's almost like a therapy space yeah. or even a space where they can hold each other accountable and call each other out on a bullshit and be like yo you need to fix that because xyz it's too much of the oh hush hush oh that's my boy i got your back oh you might be wrong but i ain't going to say nothing type mm-hmm. that's the type of my homegirl said that one of her homeboys told a story about how he watched this dude slap his girl in front of the guys, and they just all laughed. And I was like, "What? That is the most toxic, mm-hmm. like enabling mm. behavior, and it's hard not to." From the outside looking in, hear about that situation and go, well, yeah, all of them niggas is probably going to be women beaters at some point in their life. They're trash. Because why would you sit there and let somebody do that? I mean, do you... Unless she was you, related to you, but... You, do you have a... Do, unless she was related no, to I'm you. I'm saying, like, I feel like I'm, I'm not... I'm like, what I'm saying is, sister? in my head, I'm thinking... A, right, I'm thinking, like, if, could, if this was your sister, yeah, you your somebody, cousin or something, you would jump up and nigga, get in dude's yeah. face. But because she's not... or be, and It's like, oh, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. Where? Like, what? That's what that... And that's what black women are talking about when they say they don't We're not protected. protected. No. It's like, I got to have a personal connection to you. For you to for stand, you to stand up, up for Are you serious? Yeah. But, and you want to know why? It's the psyche. Because mm. we telling ourselves, ain't nobody standing up for me. Mm. I got to advocate for myself. Why can't she? Every man for himself, God yeah. for himself. Yeah. 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 Wow. That ain't got shit. Or, or that ain't got shit to, to do, do with me. me. <laughs> and it's like, but it do. Mm. It does. I know you think it doesn't, but the fact that you literally sat there and watched that shit, it says a lot about you. <laughs> it says a lot about you. Mm-hmm. So don't then take your um, bullshit soapbox speech about loyalty mm. and apply it to certain things, but don't get to apply it to other things. Mm. See, principles are not things that you get to bend. Mm. It's it's not... Um, I feel like Willow. <laughs> mm. I'm just saying. But I don't have to say this is the thing. You're speaking, so Principles real. are not things you get to bend. Your integrity can't be circumstantial. But that's what the thing is. A lot of but that's what we're taught. Integrity. That's what we're taught because that's what we're taught. They think they do, but that's what we're taught. We're taught that integrity is circumstantial. Look at the world. Look at what's happening. Hmm. Up. Make it seem like it's make it seem like you got great values, and then go do some fucked up shit that Woo! really benefits yourself. Benefits yourself because the world is showing you all things in business, all things in all these in the entertainment industry, all things in education, all things are showing you that if you just lie, steal, and cheat, you listen, gonna get along in this country. Listen, you You're got, gonna win. You gotta lie, steal, cheat. In order to quote unquote, but but hold everybody else to to a to a to a to a standard standard of expectation, Uh like normal things. Like have you ever had? I I I really get very um, concerned when I hear grown people who have had trauma expect other grown people who have had trauma to be at a certain spot in their life. I mean, they 30 some years old. I don't understand. I mean, at a certain point, no. At a certain point, no. At a certain point, no. If nobody teaches you how to fucking tie your shoe, then you don't know how to, to tie, tie your shoe. True. <laughs> That's true. You don't know what you don't know. This is why you got to what? Practice empathy. Mm-hmm. But see, you never even experienced compassion, so you don't know how to even fucking give it to yourself. Mm. Right? This is the plight of the this black the woman the black when they woman. with black men. They're like, I'm tired of carrying all your secrets and meeting all your demons every night. Every freaking night. And you expecting me to get up and smile and be okay with that. Or I See, do I don't that define, and then you still get a chance to go out and shit on yeah, me. Yeah, I don't. And that's my thing. That's why I, that's why I 
That's why I say, yeah, I'm an anomaly in this way because I don't define manhood by how many fucking women or men I'm fucking. I don't define manhood by all the money I have because that shit is going to be gone when you die. You can't take it in the fucking ground with you. So who gives a fuck about all this this time you spent on this earth? Because guess what? When you dead and gone, you dead and gone. Now, did you leave a legacy? Did you leave an imprint on people? That is the thing that keeps your memory around. Impact over influence. That is what keeps you alive for people. That's why we still talking about Martin Luther King, Mm -hmm. as flawed as he may have been. Mm -hmm. Malcolm X, as flawed as he may have been. Mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali, as flawed as he may have been. Okay? That's why we still talk about Michael Jackson as flawed as he had been. We will be talking about these people until this fucking world is done. Yeah. Because, because they the left impact. They they impacted people. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. impacted people. Mm-hmm. You can talk about the everyday people. Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. She's not a famous celebrity. No. She's just doing something she believes in. Mm-hmm. So you, 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 you know, it's, it's that idea. That's kind of where I'm, that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I just don't, that's not how I define man. I define manhood by accountability. Mm -hmm. I I define manhood by taking stock of your life Mm -hmm. and making decisions that are reasonable Mm -hmm. based on the variables that are in play, based on the data that exists at that moment. Reasonable for who though? reasonable for the data that exists at that moment. If I'm sitting here in this moment and I'm going, my highest, truest intention is to be this. If your highest, truest intention is to be rich, then okay, I want to be rich. Now, do I want to be rich at by any means necessary? Or do I want to be rich on integrity? Like, do I want to make it by making sound? Do I want to do I want to achieve this goal by making sound decisions? Do I want to go against the norm and go against the grain? Or do I want to cut corners, hurt people, and have a trail of broken hearts and broken souls do and broken energy? Do people know that they're doing that? Thing? No, that takes self-realization. Yes. That takes sitting down with yourself and having some real honest conversations. That takes, you know, owning that, hey, I'm a bit of a narcissist, but I need to start practicing some empathy because clearly somebody got hurt. But people who don't know, people who have been hurt and they're broken, who don't have, again, who don't have the capacity to, to, to like, think in that way and hold space for that, they never know. So they go through doing the same thing, hurting people in the same way, functioning in the same way, and then achieving all these things and never being fulfilled. Getting what they want and never being satisfied. Never actually becoming self-realized. Never actually becoming self-realized because it's always one more level, one more it is. Mm-hmm. You got the big old house and the apartment and you live in the city, but nobody loves you. Mm. <laughs> you found somebody that you really care about and you like, yeah, I'm really wife her up, dog. Yeah, but she doesn't give a fuck about you. So she's mm-hmm. fucking around on you. Mm. And you're like, see, this is why I don't trust women. It's like... First of all, you definitely did that in the last three relationships. Karma for your ass, nigga. Own your shit. Okay. <laughs> Own your shit, bro. It's okay. And this is these are the kind of conversations. But they feel these are the kind of but these are the kind of conversations that bro, brothers need to have they with each other. They need to have. They do. It's like, oh, 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 oh. because they. Hold up, nigga. You literally weird. just you just but you just fucked off with this other girl. Yeah. Got this other girl pregnant mm-hmm. and didn't tell old girl. Like, nigga, this is just your karma. Yeah. You caught her. Don't call her no slut, no whatever, no nigga. No. This you put this out. Yeah. You thought you wasn't gonna pay penance. That's not the way that the universe works. Nope. I didn't make it up. Nope. We just living in this space right now. Mm-hmm. That I didn't make it up. Yeah. I didn't make up the law of attraction. <laughs> I didn't come up with that. You reap what you sow. I didn't. I didn't come up with those things. That's just how. That's the fabric of 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 literally the energy that is in the world right now. That's the way that the universe works. Talk to God. Go get on your knees and talk to the Lord about that. that ain't got nothing but but, to do but seriously though, like it's like. But then how again? So there's really just like no hope for for no, connecting. There's hope. I'm hope is and this is no no bullshit. And I'm not even trying to make it sound like that. But hope is literally sitting right next to you. Like you I'm not, you yeah, yeah right. I'm right. not, and I believe that there are other 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 black men who think just like me. Mm-hmm. 
And not, yeah. and they not all gay, and they not all straight. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I right. truly believe that. And like, I, I, I don't want to take that from you. You yeah, know what I'm uh, saying? That's, I tell my I tell my best friend this all the time. I'm like, nope, no, you can't say all, and you can't say everybody because you're sitting here talking to me, mm-hmm. and you've named at least one other gentleman or brother or friend that you can say that is literally the yeah. same way. So we're out here. It's just. Figuring out, for me, what that looks like. For me, you ask me, how do we change it? How do I, I don't know how we do it on a large level. I know in my space, what I'm trying to learn to do is amplify the voices that I know are not being heard. And so creating space where I can on my platforms and in, in this social era, having conversations and interviews whenever I can in my profession and highlighting and amplifying uh, the voices of the black woman and the plight because I know what that experience is like. I was raised by a black woman. Mm-hmm. Okay, like I I I'm a right like that's literally the the blessing of my life is that I've been loved on by black women when I felt like I didn't have shit. Black women lifted me up on their fucking shoulders mm. and showed me grace when I continue to fuck up. Mm. When I continue to put myself first mm. and not think about them. Mm. Mm. I got, I've gotten so much, so much grace and so much patience and so much compassion extended to me. And that is all rooted in love. So there's no way I can move through the through my life. And because my highest goal is to be self-realized, I've had time to sit down and think about that. Sit down and go back and, and, and be like, damn, the times where I really let my sister down or I didn't, you know, do something in a way that would have pleased my mom or she was proud of. They never made me feel no kind of way. You know? This is good. So that's, that's, that's what I can do in my spaces. Educate myself. Ask my homegirls, like, what is, what does advocacy look like? Because I don't always see, because I don't always experience sexism and misogyny. I don't always notice it. What does that look like? What does your body language look like? You know, what what are some social cues I can take when I see a woman is getting uncomfortable by something another man is saying? Because guess who is not afraid to raise their hand and go, I don't think you need to say that that way. Yeah. I think you're losing people in the room, mm-hmm. namely the women in the room, when you say it that way. And I don't think that's your intention. But, but that's what's if happening. it is, I'm not comfortable with the conversation when you're proceeding like that. Mm. Well, thank you for being... Because I understand that I have privilege in that moment. Yes. That only he's going to hear from... He's not going to hear what this other woman is saying. Mm. He's only going to hear when I when I say it. Mm. And I've been in experiences like that. Like, most of my work experiences are like that. Most of my social experiences with other heterosexual men are like that. Mm. I'm sitting here listening to my homegirl tell this story and tell her plight. And she's articulating it in a way that's extremely digestible and he still refuses to hear and then I'm like play it first off I don't think the conversation even needs to get to the point where it's getting this aggressive yeah like we're, we're getting completely off from what we're trying to do mm-hmm. and I don't think that's the energy we're trying to have right now so let's let's table this hmm. Hmm. then I gotta go back and revisit it and go well this is what she was really trying to say to you though bro like and I think you kind of like got triggered mm. with all due respect. Like, I don't know your your, drama, your your situation. We all got trauma, but it's, it seemed like what literally what she said had nothing to do with what you said. And what you did was like gaslight her. Like you Gaslighting! Trying, like you, you, saying, you saying, oh, I think you about to cry or oh, are you about to, like that kind of stuff is not. It's, it's definitely It's actually like, it's it's literally gaslighting. Yes, it is. Because you, you don't have to, and, and there's no need to because y'all trying to understand each other. I 100% agree and I appreciate that and I'm going to end this here because I experienced that with I have experienced that with black men that I care tremendously about. And it's like you try to explain something in a way that is not damaging, but somehow they make it damaging. Because mm-hmm. they, they feel attacked. Yeah. They triggered. They make it damaging. And it's like. Something you're saying I'm is not, resonating yes. with them. And they're like, no. No, no. And then. It, it, like, literally, they're not listening is, to and me. Listen, and it's like, no, I'm not listening. Like, I know me. this because I've experienced it. Yeah. I've done it. I've done it. 
yeah. felt seen and, and immediately gone back to a moment where I may have done something where someone told me the exact same thing hmm. and I was feeling like I wasn't, but I knew I didn't take as much care and precaution with this person's feelings or their experience or how they would be affected by what I was about to do. And so now that you're bringing it up in the context of this conversation, I'm triggered because, no, that doesn't make me that, right? Mm-hmm. That conversation you and I was having on the, with Barstool, mm-hmm. I could have easily been like, I ain't no fuck boy. Like, what are you right. talking I could have easily. But yeah, the reality but I, is. I wasn't calling you that. Yeah, but. but yeah. You were saying the behavior was, the and behavior I could have was, right. easily turned that into a, oh, you talking about me. Right. Yes. And yeah. it's like, no, but a hit dog will holler, mm. as my grandmother used to say. And I mean, and she was right. A hit <laughs> dog will holler. If you feeling like if the shoe fits, that mm. must be why you're getting a little upset right now. Because I'm like talking that? about the behavior, not about what you're, you're doing, doing, but yeah. what you're doing. But if you've doing, exhibited those behaviors. Must be that. Yeah. So if you've exhibited those behaviors way, and you're feeling some type of way, then it's hitting home. But it's like, yeah. No, but that's, what is wrong? The, it, it's like, what is wrong with this woman holding you accountable? Right. What is wrong with that? Right. What is the problem with that? You need a man to hold you accountable? Hmm. Does that... Whole nother subject. Okay, do we need to have a conversation about that's that? That's a whole... Because you that's need, facts. Like, you need a man to hold you accountable for this? This woman who is sitting here and experiencing things with you and telling you, no, this is the, this is the experience I'm having with you. And they tried to invalidate and you, uh, yeah. And now, now my making you feel yeah. or sound crazy. It's like, hold oh, up, you tripping? Though. Oh, you emotional? Oh, you ain't but listening? But this really did happen, though. right? Like I didn't <laughs> right. make it up. I, I could see if we was talking about just my feelings. Right. Right. I'm telling you, my feelings because reality. you did this thing, yeah. yeah, that you don't want to own. Mm. And I think that. What I have found in my own experience, and again, I know that my experience is different. Everybody, every black person, every black man ain't the same. But what I found is that specifically in relationships, romantic or otherwise, relationships where you are honest, like, and just put it out there and like hold yourself accountable and stop remove the guilt and the shame Mm. that you have attached to accountability because that is literally not what this is. It's not I'm blaming you because blame is saying like, oh, it's your fault. And you're responsible. Yeah, no. Accountability by definition is literally the ownership of the outcome of a decision that I made. Yeah. That's what that is. That's it's like exactly I'm, that I'm, that's the definition of accountability. Responsibility yeah. is Your action required. Yes. Yeah, it's like I have, I'm responsible for this because I actively, I took an action. Yeah, I took an action. It's like me walking past the table mm-hmm. and knocking the water off of the table. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I was responsible for that because I hit it. But I will absolve myself of accountability by saying, but I mean, the cup shouldn't have been there anyway. Or I didn't mean And so to. I'm not going to clean it up. Or I didn't mean Because to. I didn't mean to, so right. I'm not going to clean it up. I know I'm responsible for it. It wasn't my it. intent. That's how, that's how you're able to be responsible and not accountable. Oh, facts. Because that's that's facts, and that's what a lot of. So you gotta. I, be, I'm not trying to harp on black men, but yes, a lot of black men. Well, no, we just talking about the black male psyche. Black men, like, yeah. Listen, I'm a black man. I don't feel attacked. I feel like if if I if you as a black woman and, and me as a black man, we cannot have these types of conversations, especially as friends. Mm-hmm. My homegirl was saying this too when I asked her, like, what are some things I could be doing or we can be doing for those of us who wanna speak up or create space for advocacy in those moments what can we be doing she said another thing y'all you know she said practice empathy Mm -hmm. she said listening more Mm -hmm. and she said and for um like find you some friends some women friends where there isn't any sexual tension or romantic energy so that Mm y'all can have these types of conversations and then not be Rooted in something, rooted in something else. Yes. Yep. I 100% agree with that. You know what I mean? I 100% agree with that. Who was so, that? Timber. Uh huh. 
So I feel like <laughs> this is the type of these are the types of conversations that need to happen, and they don't happen a lot. They don't because you but have these, literally these types of conversations se- also need to happen though among black men. Like you guys need to follow yeah. these conversations. Uh huh. I told I agree. this to, to my friend the other day. I said that I said if you realize that that's what's missing and that's the element that you feel would help improve the black male's experience then why don't you start those conversations? Mm-hmm. Why don't you start hosting them? Why don't you mm-hmm. host a game night or a man's night and then hit them with a, yo, we about to have some conversation. Some real talk. Because a Turn lot of it times, into a what trivia it, game. A lot of times thing. what it ends up, it, what ends up happening is because they, 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 a lot of black men, I probably, not that they wouldn't engage, but they are not invited to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. So if they're invited to have these conversations, you may have some who are a little bit withdrawn and will not, you know, maybe a little bit more reserved and won't open up. But if I truly believe if that if y'all friends and it's the bro code and they feel safe with you, mm-hmm. I feel like that if they are invited to have these conversations and ask certain questions and engaged properly, that they will start to happen. But it's gonna take somebody starting in all yeah in yeah. these spaces. Yeah, That's it's gonna it, take somebody it, to start that because the, the again the accountability. Hey, that is what I find. Like, I've never had a band of brothers mm. until, like, my mid to late 20s. Mm. So, it's I'm, I'm 33. So, it's relatively new to me. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest blessings of that is accountability. Mm. Like, my friends hold me accountable. Yeah. Like, they call me out on my shit. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about my homegirls. I'm talking about my your brothers. Homegirl, your bros, yeah. Like, they call me out on my shit. Like, almost immediately. And that's... And when I... And I, I, I we have conversations about shit. Mm-hmm. In a very real way. Like, I have, you know... And this is... I don't... I don't hate white people. Okay? <laughs> I just... It is difficult for me to always understand... You know what I mean? I can literally say I probably have one white friend and we work together. Like a true friend of mine that I know I can call, she is that that chick. Mm. And the only reason that we're able to really connect is because she acknowledges her privilege. She mm. asks questions. She's not afraid to ask questions. And, she, and they're not, they're not, um, they're not questions that require me to do the work. She's literally asking for clarity. Does it make sense for me to speak up about this thing? Because I'm uncomfortable, but you are black and I don't want to step into a space of you advocating for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you right now that them doing it this way seems a little inappropriate. Mm. Am I on point with that or am I off? And I'm be like, no, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Right. And her whole thing is like, okay, let me know how I can help. Mm. If it makes sense for me to say it, I'll write the email. If it makes it, she's, she's, that's, yeah. okay. that's who she is. Yeah. And that's why we've been able to build a friendship. Yeah. But I'm very, exactly but I'm very transparent with her about yeah. the fact that I have, you know, my reservations. I give all that context to say, like, sometimes I project my prejudice, my ex, my my trauma onto my prejudices when it comes to white people, and my brothers will literally be like, "That's, but that's inappropriate for you to say right now." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like we at a restaurant. Like right. not every white person is. Come on. Yeah. Like chill. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes but that same accountability needs to happen yeah. on a regular basis on a plethora of topics yeah. among black men. Yes. And because all, far too often it is the black woman who is holding mm-hmm. them accountable. And, but and y'all also left to do the work. It's like, mm-hmm. when you think about the social change, and the, the climate and the shift and everything that's happened, especially in the last 10 years, like, black women have been at the forefront of that. I mean, Heck but yeah. beyond 10 years, black women have been behind, you know, the scenes supporting a lot of these men. And helping them, helping to bring them to clarity. A lot of the figures we see have been, you know, supported and quasi-guided by black women. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? There really wouldn't be a Martin Luther King without a Coretta Scott King. Heck no. You know what I'm saying? So there's... He wouldn't have the legacy he had. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's... It's... I feel like... 
the conversation, like you said, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) The the conversation needs to happen. The accountability needs to happen among black men. It needs to be started by black men and continue. Not just a one-time thing. It needs to be, it needs to almost be, even if they get rejected, even if they feel like it's not successful the first time, it needs to constantly be presented. Yeah, it needs to happen so, on a consistent basis. On a basis. consistent basis so, so that, that it, it will normalized. become a normalized mm-hmm. thing. And so, yeah, we got a lot of work to do. I but don't know how we teach each other I don't active either. listening, but that's the first thing. We have well, to actively be listening. And that's what we, I guess that's, you know, when you talk about doing it in these spaces where it's just us as a, as a, as a brotherhood, like that's where we practice that. Because mm-hmm. it's going to get heated. Oh, yeah. It's going to get aggressive. It's going to get, you know what I mean? Yeah. We not always going to always see I, each I other's, agree. you know, yep. perspective. But I think in, the enlightenment can still happen. Yes. The yes. enlightenment can still happen. Everybody can still walk away going, well, damn. You know, that conversation went completely left, but we at least touched on. But sometimes when they go left, that's good because it causes you to think. Yeah. Afterwards, because you're you're either you're impacted or you feel challenged. And then it causes you to be like, wait, why am I feeling this way? Or, you know, and then that's where the work begins. And it's just going to take that consistency. It's going to have to take the egos being put aside and it's going to have to take several chances and rounds and goals at it before walls start to break down. And real work and is is done and self-actualization is happening among black men so that we can heal the black male psyche. Thank you for having this conversation with me. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to be said, but, yeah, but this is a good place to end. 